Welcome to episode number 138, Convos on the Pedicab. I'm here with my man, Nick Natoli. What up, what up, what up? What he up? wrote the number one hit song, uh, Boycott Target. Super psyched. I'm just a man on a tricycle, but we're doing big things out here. We're getting ready for the American Liberty Awards. Anyway, before we get started, we got to shout out our sponsors. Have you been leaving your house outside again? Texas weather can wreak havoc on your home, especially your roof. And if you haven't had it inspected lately... Chances are that outside elements could be making their way inside your home. So trust Balcones Roofing and Remodeling to perform a thorough roof inspection and offer long-lasting solutions. They are the only five-star rated roofer in Austin who specialize in installing the impact-resistant F-Wave Revia and back all roof replacements with a $20,000 guarantee. To schedule a roof inspection, call 512-937-8805 or visit BalconesRoofsAustin.com. There you go. I love this shameless fucking self-promo, man. Can we curse on here? Yes. All right, cool. You can say whatever you like. It's freedom, baby. Free speech. I've heard from a lot of Christians I have a quote-unquote potty mouth. Yeah, well, it's you pretty know. pretty bad. It's what it is. It's pretty bad. But yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. It's fucking hot as balls. Um, my balls have combined into one single testicle. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. American Liberty Wars, we got a lot of cool people coming. Apparently, Alex Jones is going to be there. Uh, Forge Yattle Blow, fucking myself. Uh, a couple of other big artists. So yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, you're, so you're going to be there. You're nominated for an award. I am nominated best culture jammer uh, slash patriot in the arena. I may also be presenting an award. Stay tuned. Oh, awesome. So either um, I, I thought it was going to be best medical organization, which I really would have wanted to do. That would have been cool. But they changed it to best movie, which also works because you know we, we stay woke in the right way. So totally, you know either totally. way we'll uh, we'll make it happen. I'm a huge movie buff, man. I go see everything pretty much opening day. And I'm really disappointed right now because I was really looking forward to Indiana Jones, and that was absolute trash. It was I just heard garbage. Ninja Turtles was like the wokest shit ever. Oh, but really? I, I almost want to go watch these movies just to like make fun of how bad it is too. Yeah. You know, like I think like maybe they do this just so that we can go and shit all over it. And we do every time, like and for we sure. Take the bait. Like my highlight is now is like it, talking to my wife on the way home about how fucking woke the movie was. How apparently I'm like, who's this girl who beats every man's ass? And she's like, I don't know. I can't find her anywhere. It's just like ridiculous. My girlfriend won't watch television with me anymore because I always comment. I don't blame I, you. I always just provide non-essential commentary <laughs> all the time about the hidden Illuminati agendas that are in every single TV show that she has no clue about. And I'm just like saying this stuff. She looks at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, babe, this is actually true. Like, you know, you ever watch like 90 Day Fiance? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh, bro, bro, you, you're missing out. That's a TV show? Yes. Oh, okay. It's, it's a bunch of like desperate like incel dudes pretty much. And also incel chicks, you know what I mean? Like you got like the uh, you got like the '90s Roseanne looking bitches, okay. like you know. Now she's kind of hot, right? But like '90, it's weird to say that like Roseanne looks better than Madonna, <laughs> but it, it's true. true. Um, you know, you got these like you basically like, you got a bunch of Lizzos, you know, right, like right, like right. They're, they're trying to find a man in like India or, or West Africa or something like that, and it's just like the most fiat trash show ever. And like lately, they've been having like transgenders on there, and I'm oh, just wow. like. Yo, they're only putting doing that just to normalize this shit. Like, sure, totally. They're only trying to normalize it, and like, it's fucking wild. And I'm like, hey, babe, you know, they're only doing this to normalize this because they're trying to destroy traditional masculinity, so yeah. that when actual tyranny comes, nobody uh, is able to stand up for it. And by the way, COVID, 100%. Was a COVID was a test, and we give the globalists about a C minus, but they want that A. 
I'm so glad to be sitting on a trolley with somebody who actually knows that. Because the truth of the fact of the matter is, like, that's what I've been telling people every day of the week. Like, if, if the New World Order takeover happens tomorrow, like, who do you want? Do you want a bunch of Mel Gibsons uh, in the street? Do you want a bunch of real men who are, like, actually going to take action and have that two-way? Or do you want a bunch of sissy transgenders who have been watching nothing but fucking, you know, the latest Disney Plus, you know, movie where there's absolutely no masculinity, so they're already programmed him to have you know no fight back and no resistance towards this new world order and uh and you most know, most people can't align with that idea they have no idea what i'm talking yeah, about they, they think it's like crazy or they're like the wojack memes in person like you yeah, see those totally those people it's kind of why like yeah it's absolutely crazy yeah um it's sad it's it's sad but there there is positivity and and i think that like um i can take solace in the fact that covid didn't really succeed in creating this new world order no, not at all. This but, was happening way before COVID. No, but I mean, COVID was like was the final push. I, it sure. was like yeah, yeah. that was like the big sprint. To, they, they were trying to sprint yeah. over the finish line with this virus, and it, like I said, you know, you can't win. You're not going to win if you get a C minus. Yeah, I think that COVID was a test run. In the sense where they were like, can we lock up the entire population? How fast can we do it? Who's going to revolt? Who's going to post on social media? What do the hashtags look like? Let's get all of this intel. It's a data gathering. Data gathering. Data gathering. Absolutely. 100%. And then once everybody starts pushing back enough, we're like, okay, um, turns out it's not as bad as we thought it was. Now there's a new crisis. Oh, look, Putin just invaded Ukraine. You notice how like right when Putin invaded Ukraine, COVID was done? Yeah, 100%. Kind of weird. It's kind of weird yeah. how that like just works out like Yeah, that, right? I think that they were like let's let's test this out. Let's see how this works because when we're really ready to push the button, we need to have the numbers. And so just like you said, it's data gathering, finding out whether or not, you know, they're going to have a problem um, and who they're going to have a problem with. We pretty much showed our ass by letting them know. We gave them a list of names of who they need to stop when they actually go for the real COVID part two or whatever the, the next, uh, uh, you know, virus is. Isn't there something happening right now? There has to be another virus, though. It, just, it can be a multitude of factors, right? It, like, as long as they get enough people to move into 15-minute cities, mm. it's not about a virus. It's just about having micromanagerial levels of control over the general populace. Agreed. Right. And COVID was one way to do it. And it kickstarted it because we printed up like 80 percent of our money. Yep. Um, a bunch of countries in Europe are experiencing unprecedented levels of inflation. The third world is ha- a whole bunch of countries in the third world are having insane levels of civil unrest. Sure. Um, there is, you know, the, the current like currency in a lot of these countries is, is devaluing like like crazy 100%. you're creating a migrant crisis you already had a migrant crisis but now the migrant crisis has become infinitely worse um and yeah you can blame biden for being a little bit more lax or per- being perceived as lax and more lax but the truth is like biden and trump didn't have that like their policies were not as different as people think they are but the third world got destroyed from covid Agreed. from lockdowns and from everything and so like if i'm living in a third world country with all the crime and with everything that's going down I'm booking it to America, and I don't care. And it just so happens that it coincides with um, Joe Biden being the president. Sure. Yeah, I think that, you know, 
it, it has something to do with the virus, but for the most part, it's it's mainly about control and trying to test out who's gonna be our who's gonna be the factor, who's gonna be the problem that we have to worry about, and that's you know what we did. Like we were all posting about QAnon the entire time and fucking Adrenochrome and fucking blood drinkers and when are they gonna lock her up and when it, you know when it, when is uh, Hillary going to Guantanamo Bay? Now they have those hashtags, they have the, that data, and, and they, they put you on a list, right? Yeah, one hundred percent, and they know who to so stop. I think a lot of that stuff might be kind of like a Fed trap. Um, oh, agree. QAnon was like the biggest, biggest fucking Fed trap in the world. Yeah, like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go to any of the boards or do any of that stuff. I was like, yeah, no, I don't no, know no. about that. I no, just, no. These lockdowns are really bad. You know, speak in relatable terms, you know, because this isn't fair to a small business owner and it de-incentivizes anybody from wanting to actually advance in life. And sure. when you start doing that, you create a society where all the conveniences and luxuries that you grew accustomed to are not going to exist anymore. And then you have to be a hard motherfucker to make it. And Agreed. most of y'all, myself included, are not that person. So we should probably um stop this before it gets too far so that that's kind of where i was like in that in that mindset but i think that what's happening with the migrants is that i have this feeling like that 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 the flood of migrants because it's a lot of military-aged men just coming in over the border a lot of them are might be used as like the standing army for the new world order it it could be that's what it feels like because like you see videos in new york like antifa's like train like you know like the antifa activist groups are are like hey we want to help the migrants coming into the border we want to provide sure, aid sure um, and a lot of the people out there like they do have like i know people that are that are involved and do all that stuff with these antifa groups right right i'm not as like fr- as friendly with them as i was in the past but like we're so cool we're not like we don't beef with each other but yeah, like I a think- lot of them are kind souls who genuinely are like i want to help the people that are struggling sure and there are going to be people that are going to take advantage of that and say hey man like look at what these people look at um, how you guys are being treated? Like, look at how look at how bad capitalism is. You fled here because the United States destroyed your country. Kind of true. Totally. Uh, you shouldn't have any love for this country and this and that. And here, this is we will we will help you. You you can come to our meetings. We'll give you food. You know. And then you have the conversations. And then like, all of a sudden, like it's just a really low key, very soft way to just recruit new communists. Yeah, I think you know a, lo- I mean? like a lot of this stuff is really, in my eyes, government-funded. Like, I think the the push for QAnon to become a mainstream conspiracy theory was government-funded. The moment I saw a conspiracy theory on uh, ABC and, and NBC News, I was like, this is not actually happening. Because if it was actually happening, the last place in the world that they would be promoting this idea is ABC fucking News or CBS or any of these, you know, Seymour BS or any of these places. Yeah, I like that one. So for me, I was like, I knew immediately that something was up um but also like with antifa the riots the blm stuff i think that that's a lot of it's a lot of it's government funded stuff for them to divide and conquer but to also test out on the population what works what doesn't work how can we kind of stir the pot and you know how can you manipulate the discourse exactly you know what i think the big psyops are that people aren't paying attention to are the prevalence of actual nazis at the pride events Hmm. i didn't know there were a lot of nazis at the pride events so when when um we, when we were at CauseFest... Are they there for anal? Maybe. <laughs> Are they giving or receiving? Who knows? I'm going to show you this move. It's the power bottom. <laughs> the power bottom. But, um, Could be. So me and Matt Baker went to kind of walk around and check out the uh, Pride Fest. I saw the, that. The and you saw that the yeah. a- there was an actual Nazi with a sign that says, Fags yeah. kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're a fed. Did uh, you th- do, you, do you still think he's a fed? Y- yes. Because he, he's a fed to me no matter what. Mm. He's a, to me, he will always be a fed because he's doing their work. Okay. 
No, oh, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, he's a Fed. He he is a Fed until he could definitively prove that he's not a Fed. So to me, he's sure. a Fed because you're behaving like a Fed, and so because you're acting like a Fed, you are a Fed. And when you call <laughs> these people Feds, you know what you know what else it does? It undermines the uh, prevalence of actual Nazism because nobody, the most uncool thing you could be is a fucking Nazi, fucking Fed. Oh, both, yeah. both. <laughs> I'm Jewish, so yes, the uh, most uncool thing you could be is, is a, Nazi, a Nazi. But like, yeah, yeah. also, you know. Yeah, but if, if it you're one of those walks people, and talks and quacks like a fucking fed, it most likely is a fed. Yeah, you know? and, and when you call these people feds and openly mock them and make fun of them, you're also disassociating yourself from those people because these people, like, you, you know the playbook, right? The playbook is, like, anybody that's not complying with, like, this radical agenda, and I know we're going to segue into, like, your career in the music industry. Like, sure, sure. This, but anybody who doesn't, like, the, you know, they'll resort to calling you a Nazi or a white supremacist yeah, or, absolutely. or any of these things, right? And so Happened uh, to Mel Gibson. when you start seeing Nazis at these protesting these events they're gonna lump those people in with us and i think that's the thing we all got to watch out for and it's like you know 100%. if you see people like that you got to make fun of them more than you got to like make fun of the the pride goers sure you know, like, like sure. you see a drag queen you see sprinkles of drag queen prancing out of the pride event and you see a fucking patriot front looking nazi you troll the nazi you well, gotta troll you gotta troll the patriot front, yeah. dude. no it's funny i was talking to somebody uh on the plane about this coming over here from hollywood and they were telling me you know the the mantra of the gays in the beginning was just leave us alone and let us do our thing we just we don't want to be bothered let us be who we want to be and so now it's like well let us indoctrinate your kids or if you have a problem with that then you're the problem and so the the entire agenda and the culture of being a homosexual or being trans or aligning with one of the you know letters in the alphabet group has completely changed now and it's there's you know there's like there's coercion there's pushing you know the agenda towards kids towards adults towards parents to do it to their kids and that really wasn't how the gays rolled like in the early 80s they were like man like we just don't want to don't want to get aids and be left alone dying for me well you know how like the older gays are a little different oh yeah of course way more they're way less woke and they're way more conservative and they're like bro you don't know any oppression like i had to go to a a different funeral every two months yeah you know because i had friends that were dropping dead from this from this disease we have been great um, do you think most gay people are like about um, the kids and all this bullshit? I think that again, it's a government-funded thing. I think that the same way BLM kind of stood on their own, and then all of a sudden got this media push, and now they're in our face. There's there's some George Soros funding. There's some Rockefeller and Rothschild money that went into their movement because it's like, well, we like what you do, so now we're going to a lot promote of, you. a lot of pharma money. It's the same thing, exactly. It's a the same thing with money. the LGBT community. It's like they stood on their own. They had their own thing going, but then the government funded that, or the Illuminati, I'd rather say, uh, than the government funded that kind of backed them because they like what they're doing and now it's become this thing that's very prevalent and very seedy yeah i mean i could see that i think that like the whole push for trans kids is like just another way to create lifetime big pharma customers it's it's uh depopulation at its finest it's depopulation it's um you create confusion when you create a generation of people to um confuse absurdity with reality is how you get fascism and how you get authoritarianism agreed um, and then when you also make it so that like you're writing in the curriculum that you shouldn't out a trans kid to their parents, all you're doing is creating an environment of secrecy where parents are becoming less and less involved with their kids and the state becomes your family. No, hundred percent. You know what yes. I mean? And then, yes. and then Great also point. like you could have teachers that could be, um, you could have teachers that could just be 
could have a bunch of weird mental problems or some weird fixations and they totally. can genu- genuinely want to turn more people trans because they feel like this is their only way to ident- to create create a solid identity 100%. and now they want company in their movements so they might they might be looking for things that don't exist and you might be creating trans people in a scenario where th- those people would just be normal grown up adults and so now, that, that's that's what I think the, that's where, where the problem is really lying. Though, that's right? a but, great point that you made, Alex. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to get uh, the government to be your mommy and your daddy. And what they're doing right now is saying, well, if you have a problem with your kid trying to, you know, change their gender, then you can get your kid taken away. In some states, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's happening in California right now. So it's yeah. like that's a great point. That's really the end goal. Uh, mommy and daddy is government. Br- big brother is is literally big brother. And uh, and that's you know that that's happening with with what's happening right now. Like that's that's the uh, that's the course that we're taking right now. It's yeah, very crazy. I I mean it's like you're not going to be very good at fighting tyranny if you're. I mean this is sort of off topic, but you're not going to be very good at fighting tyranny if you're fucking a different girl every week. You know you're sure. not going to be good at fighting. Ty- you're not going to be able to effectively fight. Um, you're not going to be able to effectively fight for your own self sovereignty if you're you know dependent on a, a cocktail of pharmaceutical drugs to uh, function and be happy or oh, if you're course, going out yeah. drinking like every other week and like it's just not those two things just do not go um, hand in hand with one another you know what I mean so like I think that's that's what the problem is but dude people like on the right are also like kind of fucking up with how they talk about regular gay people and they just think every fucking gay dude's a groomer and that's that makes us look like fucking assholes. Yeah, th- that makes us look like bigots and it causes a narrative that's being pushed in the conservative movement, the Republican movement right now that's not really accurate as a whole, but there are a lot of people like that, you know what I mean? So it's, it's unfortunate, but it is happening. You're absolutely right. I see it all the time where they're just like, I see all these fucking memes, especially on Twitter. Twitter now, I see these blue checks with that could be robots, that could be anything, that are just pushing shit that's just blatantly like, it's like you're going back into the 1930s with some of this shit, right? Um, or like you're, they're seeing stuff where it's like, you know, you ever see like those 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 fight videos? Like uh, bum fights? Not bum fights, <laughs> but like the JFC fights or like the hood fight videos or like those high school fight videos. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And it's like. Every, every time, like, you see, like, a couple black kids fighting or a black guy beating up a white guy, there's fucking racist shit all across the board. Totally. All across the board. And I'm just like, um, if these are real people, you're literally being psyoped into going against your own brothers um, while the globalists and the New World Order and, and the Davos class are, you know, the Davos class, they're more unified than ever, right? You watch the, you watch the, the, the meetings. Sure. You listen to these guys talk. The Davos class is experiencing unprecedented levels of unity while meanwhile we are doing this to ourselves we're fueling unprecedented levels of division when people are like yep it's the blacks leave it to them yeah you know what i mean or and then the other side they're talking about hating white people and this and that like all the identity politics and i feel like this identity politics stuff on both sides of the aisle is like what i've noticed lately like these past couple months on twitter this episode is brought to you by Balcones Roofing and Remodeling. Have you been leaving your house outside again? Texas weather can wreak havoc on your home, especially your roof. And if you haven't had it inspected lately, chances are that outside elements could be making their way inside. Trust Balcones Roofing and Remodeling to perform a thorough roof inspection and offer long-lasting solutions. They are the only five-star rated roofer in Austin who specialize in installing the impact-resistant F-Wave Revia 
and back all roof replacements with a $20,000 guarantee. To schedule a roof inspection, call 512-937-8805 or visit balconesroofsaustin.com. You've been seeing identity politics on both sides, like on steroids, and that's just like, that's a psyop too, and people are just going right along with it. Couldn't agree more, man. What I try to harp on when it comes to the race thing, because there's so many different avenues that you could take, my uh, my personal avenue that I feel the most strength and uh, and uh, confidence in is talking about aliens and talking about UFOs and the fact that we, we have proof that there are definitely other beings and extraterrestrials on this planet and that the only race that should matter is indeed the human race. And I really harp on that fact because going back to that Ronald Reagan quote about, you know, maybe what we need is a is a threat from an outside presence or an extraterrestrial um, you know, race. That's really what this fucking country needs. What this world needs right now is to just say, you know, I don't care what your skin color is. Do you bleed blood? Do you care about your loved ones? You know, if you if you procreate, do you care about, you know, your your family, uh, your 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 children, your your daughters, your sons? Yes. Well, then you're just like me. We're the, we're the very same people and we don't really need to uh, we don't really need to differentiate, you know, anything else at that point and really fight and try. It's just the divide. Yeah, divi- of, of course. And like all the humans, conquer, you know, Nick, all of our all, all of the human beings from every country in the world and from every continent, we all need to unite together uh, to defeat the aliens. And then we could form a one world government. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Well put. I'm down. So, um, you wrote the number one hit song a, a while ago. Is uh, it still number one in the charts? No, no, but uh, it was called Boycott Target. It went number one on Billboard, uh, number one in all genres on iTunes. And, yeah, by the grace of God, we had a lot of success. Shout out to my contributors, uh, Jimmy Levy, uh, Forgiato Blow, and Stony Dude Bro. That's what's up. And, and so um, how long are you at the top of the list for? Um, I don't know how many weeks, man, but it was enough to get a Billboard plaque, which is on its way to my motherfucking house right now. Dude, that's fucking wild. Yeah, man. Have you made any money from it? Uh, we have, yeah. Um, have you? Uh, and so you used to be like a mainstream musician, right? Yes, sir. So Producer, tell, tell writer. That. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got my start on a Bravo reality TV show called Bravo's Platinum Hit. It was hosted by Jewel and uh, Carrie Diaguardi. Had a bunch of celebrities on it. That was kind of like my foot into the industry. And then I began writing and producing for some pretty big artists: uh, Snoop Dogg, French Montana, YG. Uh, did a song with Corey Feldman that actually hit Billboard charts a while back. Um, and yeah, the list goes on and on of, as far as artists that I work with from behind the scenes. And then I started doing like non-secular, uh, music and, uh, yeah, I kind of, I did, I did some, you know, terrible records, a lot of satanic records, um, be, kind of became a Satanist for a while. Were you really a Satanist or were you a Satanist not realizing it? I was like a Satanist by association. Like the people that were around me were Satanists and the things that we were doing were satanic. Can you explain that in detail? Uh, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to like, you know, at the end of the day, self-reflection is really what Satanism is all about. And a lot of people don't realize that, that once you start to worship the self over everything, that's what Satanism is. Most people think you have to worship some deity and you give your life to Lucifer, etc. But the truth of the fact of the matter is, is that once you start worshiping yourself over everything else and kind of only seeing yourself and the only thing you're worried about is your self-reflection you are by definition a satanist so that's kind of the lifestyle that i was pulled into that's what i was promoting in my music um and yeah it took me to some really dark places in hollywood i saw a lot of stuff that was way too dark for my for my taste um and way too rich for my blood and mm. so I, uh, you know, I, ha- I was saved. I w- it definitely had a, a situation where God saved me. Well, well, Nick, what did you see? 
Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, man, it, it, we'd have a, a shorter a time talking about what I didn't see, to be perfectly honest with you, because the people that I was aligned with were doing some really dark shit. And this was around like the 2010 to 2016, 17 era when people were doing a lot of stuff that they felt like they really could get away with. Like what? So, um, I mean, uh, the stuff that I witnessed, as far as behind the scenes goes, was just evil. You know, the best way I could put it to you is like evil. Like think of, think of what is good, and then just think of the complete, uh, utter opposite of that. And, and and not only that, people striving to outdo each other to see who could be the most coarse, who could be the most satanic. At yeah, the end well, of the day. but but it was really just because they wanted more views, they wanted more plays, they wanted more likes on Instagram. But that was just what they had to do to get those things, right? Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, in my situation, it was more of trying to work themselves up into a different level of of evil. So basically, they were trying to impress other people. You know, a lot of these people were much older than them and had the fucking handbook on being evil and being satanic. And they were trying to not only impress them, but try to outdo them. OK, but Nick, like, did these rappers and artists know that they were doing this consciously or were they just like poor kids in the inner city that just wanted to, like, you know, take care of their family and live large? And actually they got blinded by money and wealth and they just wanted to make sure they kept the gravy train running. You know, or they or, or did like somebody sit them in the room and say, here, um, if you want to make it. You got to um, drink the blood of this kid. You got to sell your soul to Satan. You got to sign a contract in blood. And uh, you got to come to these meetings with us where we perform satanic rituals. And by the way, here's a kid. Yeah, no, like it's, it's, it's funny. It's more about, like I said, like sat sat Satanism by association. So a lot of these people, like artists, for the most part, artists are, are really blind to it. It's really big time producers. It's really uh, people who own the record labels. It's also the families that own the people who own the record labels and those kind of people who really have power, who really dictate how things are going to go. And so it's a it's a hierarchy. So everybody at the I'd say that the rappers are like, you know, uh, in the middle ground of that. And the producers are way above them. And then after that, the people who own the record label are way above them. And at the end of that are families. And I'm talking about bloodlines that have run this industry and the movie industry, um, magazine industry, you name it. For a very long time that are dictating how these people in the lower levels are going to act and okay, what they're going to do. But which family? Like which families? Um, I really I try not to name names, man, for, um, you so know, you don't want to be uh, Clinton or Epstein. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want to drive your car and all of a sudden the brakes don't work. Or yeah. Like yeah. That? I, I, I don't want to get on, Isaac cap cap cappied, man. So, no, I, at the end of the day, they're all names you guys know. I mean, everything's well, like the Rockefeller. Yeah. Everything's like everything's that, been exploited. Like, like, Rothschild, like, like, you know, Klaus Schwab is a stakeholder in the. You know, in Interscope Records, is like that kind of like what it is. Like Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, um, you know, a every every one of the thirteen bloodlines for sure. But also, you know, maybe a few that you guys have never heard of. To be perfectly honest with you, the best way to look at it is just look at who people's parents are. That's really the biggest conspiracy theory that I've ever found. Is I'll be working with somebody in the studio and I'll be like, "Wow, that was an evil motherfucker," and then I go find out that that person's dad wrote the hit song for this artist and owned this record label and. Etc. Etc. It's all about it's all about parents, bro. Wow, that's kind of crazy. It's insane. And do the artists realize that they're a part of this, or do they kind of like, or do some do and some are just like not are just fucking 
too dumb or dense to notice what's going on. The young ones really have no idea what's happening for the most part. You know, the older ones are the ones who, you know, if you've had uh, 10 years of success in this business and you've walked that red blood carpet, you know, over and over and over and won a bunch of awards, then you're fucking in. You know, you've done things that, you know, you know, God doesn't want to see you do. And uh, they or you've kn- been quiet about other people doing it, and you just 100%, go along, and you're 100%. just going along, like you're going along. Yeah. Like, do you see Drake drinking adrenochrome and like diddling a kid? I've never met Drake. Um, I worked a lot with his camp. I worked a lot with the producers from OVO. Okay. Um, and um, you know, at the end of the day, like Drake doesn't really have to say anything. His symbol is the owl, and he's representing the six nonstop. That's literally what Drake lyrics are. He's he's representing his company logo, the OVO Owl, and he, all he talks about is I'm from the six, the six, the six. So it's like you don't really have to say too much or do too much when you're aligning um, with with those values. You know, what's very interesting about Drake is that kind of goes back to the reptilian agenda when you think about Dr- the name Drake and Draco. And, oh shit! Uh, okay. So so if you're Say say you have a reptilian overlords and they own this fucking planet. What's the name that they would want to be hearing circulating nonstop every moment on the fucking moment? Drake. 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 Yeah, Drake. 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 And what have you heard for the past 15 years nonstop for reasons that don't really make sense a lot of the time? Drake. 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 But are these Drake. actual, like, so is Drake, <laughs> wait, all right, is Drake a Draco reptilian or is Drake just like... Like I said, I've never met Drake, so I have no fucking idea. Or, or did somebody who's like connected to that, that you know, those types of people, say, "Hey, man, I think you should call yourself Drake." Yeah, no, this would be a really good idea. We'd love that. No, no, the, it's his the name. Network would love it. No, no, his name is Aubrey. His name is Aubrey first and foremost. Yeah. It's Aubrey uh, Drake Graham. Right. Oh, okay. So that's his, that's his a- name. Yeah, that's his right. actual name. But this is what I'm talking about when I say they see something that they like and then they put the money behind it. So they saw that this kid was coming up. He was working with Lil Wayne. His name is Drake. And now, and he's decent. He's not mind-blowing. He talks about everything everyone else is talking about. But now let's put a billion dollars behind him and have everyone say the name Drake on a, on a minute-by-minute basis. Right, but do you think someone like Drake is like actively worshiping Satan, or do you think he's just like going along for the ride, and he's just like a clean-cut dude that that raps and wears nice clothes, and like you know has has a couple, has some properties, and then like when he does interviews, he's just really polite and really chill, and then he just goes about his day. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think that Drake's a talented guy. I think that the there might have been somebody behind the scenes who decided to put money behind him, and whether or not he had to keep that status by worshiping a certain you know deity or or promoting a certain agenda in his music. I mean, for somebody like Drake, what I would say is, how have you never talked about what's happening in this country ever once? Not one time ever. It's always like, you know, uh, I'm fucking chilling with my homies. I just smoked a spliff. How did you have t- success for over 15 years? Number one hit song, a time and time after again, yeah. and never address your fellow but man. At, at least he's also not virtue signaling and telling people that they have to wear masks or do any yeah, of that shit. Yeah, no, I'll give like, that least, for sure. At least he's just like staying apolitical and just, you know. 100%. 100%. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, you know, Quentin Miller wrote a lot of Drake's stuff. And once that was exploited, um, you know, Quentin Miller became famous for a little while talking about how he wrote for Drake and he wrote a lot of Drake's most famous songs. So it's not exactly like Drake is really, you know what I mean, behind everything. There's people behind Drake that make Drake successful along with Drake. So. So what are these? Did these but just just real quick, we just said Drake. How many times in the past uh, five minutes? So many, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So so what do these executives talk to you about? And how did you even get? How did they even get comfortable enough with you to talk to you about this stuff? 
Yeah, I mean, I presented myself as kind of a producer, you know, behind the scenes that was that didn't really have an interest in being an artist that was willing to work with a lot of artists that most producers wouldn't work with because I was trying to come up. And um, because a lot of these artists have problems, you know, a lot of them have drug problems. You know, I I had an artist staying with me for a while that I had to literally like wake up and fucking pour Red Bull down their throat because they were fucking ODing off alcohol in my fucking house. So like a lot of these people, you know, cannot function. And in those situations, I would work with some of those artists. Well, they picked those guys for the record deal for a reason because they want to promote degeneracy. That's, I think, what I think happened. Yeah, yes and no. Some of them are too degenerate to even make it to the media. So that, oh, that, that yeah. Okay. But so I work with some people like that, and <laughs> 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 no names being mentioned. But I work with some people like that, man. And um, I think that they felt comfortable with me to start talking to me about stuff because I, I, you know, I think they do it with a lot of other people. I don't think that I was special. I think that I was just, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay, and they thought you were a producer, so just you just overheard some of these conversations. Like, so what are they specific? What was specifically talked about? Um, I mean, there's a, there's a laundry list, man. A lot of stuff that um, I've talked about in other interviews. One of the main things that was told to me by somebody who I would listen to, because a lot of people have lip service, and you're like, well, wh- what's your bank account look like? Do you affect change in the natural world? Can you actually back up what you're talking about? And the answer is fucking no for a lot of these people. This was from people who really do decide what you're going to see tomorrow on, on date, date, Dateline News, what you're going to hear tomorrow on the radio, what you're going to see on TV and one of the things that they promoted was blurring the gender lines and saying that you would you know walk down the street in 10 years and not know whether it's a boy or a girl and this was you know early 2000s and it was way before the transgender thing took off in this fucking rampant way and now I'm seeing it and hearing it Um, another one of the things that they talked about to me was you know you don't need to you don't need to be good in this town to win you know, you, you the the more deplorable you are, the the more some of us are going to accept you and like you. So it was just like I said, man, the promotion of evil at the highest level. Like, you know, you don't have to be good to win. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Tyranny loves a pliable mind. Yeah. And if you're willing to be a total degenerate, like you are a lot more easy to be manipulated by the head of a record label. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it'll happen in the sense where I'm working on an album with an artist, and all of a sudden, you know, the song that we thought was the best song is pushed down to the last song on the album. And you're like, what? And then they'll promote something that you're like, I'm trying to figure out what is in this song that they liked. And now looking at it with with the mind that I have and the heart that I have, I know exactly why that song was the one that they wanted to promote because it talked about non-action. It talked about drugs. It talked about, you know, degeneracy. It talked about, um, you know, basically having a new age mindset or kind of a new age agenda, which is another thing that these people are pushing behind the scenes. These are the people that are pushing the new age agenda every day of the week so when like my grandmother reads this fucking new age crap and i'm like please like what, like what, what new age crap i like? i can't like it's a laundry list she, she reads everything like, and it's very unfortunate i forget what book she had last time i saw her man but it was it was literally on the list of like the worst books you could read okay <laughs> and well, i was still a book yeah yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um and it's still a book facts and I was just like, you know, if you knew who, because she's a devout Christian, I said, if you knew who was making this content, you would put that book down and burn it immediately. You know, if you knew who was behind hey, these TV remember shows. remember Big L? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Do you remember that song, I'm the Devil's Son? Yes. You know that, like, I think that, that was the song that got him signed? Oh, was it? I think so. I, I could be wrong. But I think that he, like, I heard from somewhere on the internet that he went 
into his meeting with the with that song, and that was a song that he played, and he got like signed on the spot, and wow. the, the executive was like dancing to it and loving that song. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I don't really need to profess because it's happening so rampant now in Hollywood that people are seeing it for themselves. Look at Sam Smith. Sam Smith came into this fucking thing looking like a wholesome young boy. You know, he sang a lot about, you know, Christian values. He had a lot of pro-God songs. And the next thing you know, he's on stage with fucking ass chaps fucking singing, you know, with the fucking flames going about sinning. Just the song's about sinning. His music's Yo, about sinning. true. Lil Nas X. I mean, he didn't really come into this thing with a lot of wholesome values, but just, you know. But he, he was a cowboy the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, but his latest music video, or one of his latest music videos, is like straight gay porn. Yo, for, okay, you saw well, that, What about right? that new chick who, is the de- who literally was like promote? what's that? Doja? Like? Doja, Doja Cat? Cat, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is, it's, it's so out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, when I see Doja Cat, what I think is that that's somebody who, they didn't have to work on too much. They, they, they. She showed up ready to go, and that's what's happening right now in the Illuminati. Same with Cardi B. Cardi B showed up ready. Yeah, because it, her her message is deplorable coming in. It's not like they had to change her much. It's not like you know Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. Whitney Houston was really wholesome when she first came in, and then just became a full blown drug addict. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's there's a long story behind Whitney, and I know some people that are connected to Whitney and her daughter. Um, and them both dying in the bathtub was no accident, no coincidence. And and if you if you want to find out names, just look into who Whitney was connected to, who she was signed to. There's a lot of weird stuff. I remember I saw a documentary, like a, a nine part YouTube documentary about like Satanism in the music industry, and you just saw like the the, the symbolism is like everywhere. Like the number twenty three shows up all the time. Yeah. They're always making triangles. They're always talking about Rain Man. They're always literally saying in like. They're always like praying to effigies of totally. like Satan, and it's like, I mean, when you talk about this stuff, you sound like a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. But also, not to when me. you start, no, but I mean, <laughs> most people like, you know, if I was like not in a relationship, even with my girlfriend, I'd bring this stuff up to her, and she she like laughs at me, and and like, I have to make jokes about it, so so it's still a joke. Sure, right, sure. Um, but if I'm on like a bumble date with somebody, you know what I mean, and we're like, um. We're at a club. A and bumble just, date with someone who's not your girlfriend? Well, if <laughs> so I'm like you, single, right? I'm at a bumble date. Oh, okay, somebody, okay. Right? I thought you were exposing yourself no, right now. No, I was like, no, Alex, no. Got, if I'm, if I'm Alex got balls, no, man. He didn't give a fuck. No, no, no. I don't do that stuff. That stuff is so bad. Um, but like, if I was like single, right? And I'm like a bumble date with somebody. Sure. And I'm bringing this stuff up, like, she's walking away and thinking I'm like a total fucking crazy person. But that enough of the symbolism is there all the time. Like, if you watch. You can watch any kind of music video and find the symbolism somewhere. Like, you can, like, it's like playing detective. Sure, 100%. Yeah, the symbolism has died down if you really look at it. Like in the early 2010s, they were you couldn't watch a movie that didn't have like fucking complete, you know, symbolism and sixes everywhere and triangles and, and 23s at and the, I, the I, yeah, I. yeah, at the end of the movie it had to come down to something the NBA players something doing Illuminati rituals when yeah. they shake hands. Oh, God. Like, what is yeah, like, bro? No, come every on. movie plot came down to something with the eye and the pyramid. They're done with that. They're done with their symbolism to be to be honest with you. Right now, they're not promoting anything like that. They're on to the gay and trans movement and that's where the illuminati is really found today is that they've just decided that depopulation is the number one priority and getting rid of this masculine society is the is their number one priority mainly out of fear and they're just they're dumbing it down the the symbolism's died out bro it's over that was for us in the 2010s and it was a fucking ride it was so much fun to find the symbols it's done they're they're not doing that anymore well i mean you don't think they still do symbols 
it's like very, they, they it's very put it in there because they can, but people just aren't paying attention to because now it's even crazier. It's very seldom. I think that when that whole rush of symbolism will be their downfall was happening with all of the Q stuff. I think that that made them kind of back off it a little bit. But you also have to get like you also have to show who you, like with these people. I'm not an expert on it, but you have to show who you. Yeah, they have what to you're show their do. hands uh-huh. because it's part of their religion. Well, yeah, because then then when people don't fight back they were granted consent. Yeah, 100%. The idea right. is if I tell you I'm going to come up to you, Alex, tomorrow and punch you in the stomach, and then when I see you tomorrow, if you don't put your hands up in defense of it, that's on you. You and let that, me punch you in the stomach, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the motive. That's the mindset. And it's a sick mindset, and these are sick people. But I think that that's kind of how, how it is. Like, th- that's what I think is happening. And, and, like, they'll have movies where they'll kind of, like, talk about certain things that are going to happen. And then a couple years later, something happens. Like the movie Athena. Yeah. yeah. They had like a French Civil War. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, Paris almost turned into an Islamic caliphate. I think it died down a little bit. My last guess was a CIA officer. Yeah, pre-predictive programming yeah. is real. And I would still watch The Simpsons to see what's going to happen in the next 10 years. But what I'm saying is I, I'm obsessed with movies and the, the movie industry. So I see and watch pretty much everything that comes out. Uh, not so much TV shows anymore just because it's fucking trash. And so are the movies. But for the most part, the symbolism has turned into we don't need to flash sixes and, and triangles and eyeballs at you. Now we're flashing that the, the flash literally is gay. And now um, Dumbledore is, is you know... April O'Neil is a fat black chick. Exactly. A fat black lesbian or something like oh, that. Yeah. 100%. Well, but that's, reason- what, that's where they're at right now. Yeah, I think that... Um, that looks like m- Professor X's chair. It does a little bit. Right? Yo, it does, bro. <laughs> it does. Dude, that, that kind of makes sense. That's just fire. That, that actually makes sense because... Um, what was I going to say? I... Um, Well, you know, when you can't distinguish absurdity from reality, like that's that's how you get authoritarianism. Totally. And also, um, you create the uh, you create the lifetime big pharma customers when it, when it comes to that. And you know, you have a when you normalize something that is um, okay. When you normalize something that there's nothing wrong with, but is inherently abnormal. Yeah. Right. That's or what I think absurd. is happening. You're you're normalizing like even transgenderism, right? Like if you see a random transgender person on the street, like. They're not a bad guy. They're not a terrorist. They're not hateful. They shouldn't be beating them up. You know, if somebody's just, if they can um, write code and program software, Totes. you know, they should be able to get the same job programming software that you are. If they totally. can, like, fix a car just as well as you, they should be given the job. Like, you should, yeah. you know, that, that shouldn't be a precursor to judge somebody. But the fact remains that um, there's, like, a 1 in 20,000 likelihood of you becoming that person. And why would you want to normalize a condition where only one in 20,000 people have. Mm. That's what people need to understand. Like, you, people need to think deeper about this. I'm like, you're normalizing something that is inherently abnormal. Not wrong, not bad, not evil. You're just normalizing something with that is abnormal. It's like there was an episode of South Park where this lady had a conjoined twin fetus attached yep, to her head. Yep. Like, conjoined twin myslexia. Like, what if we um, tried to encourage seven-year-old kids to have conjoined twin myslexia like, sure it just doesn't make any it doesn't it, it's not done for the sake of inclusion and i think that like um people on the right they'll just like they'll just go into bashing gays and bashing trans people and just being angry and like reing the same way that the npcs on the left do they're just turning into right-wing npcs um and instead you just gotta like under you just gotta understand that this is not being used 
And I think I think a more effective approach is just effectively communicate that this stuff is not being used to help the less fortunate. I that's, agree, I think I that's a that. better way to communicate. Like, it's just not being used to help you. I think that what people are missing right now is it's not so much the rise of a star like Lizzo and making, you know, it's such a big deal. That oh, she, she's horrible, too. Look yeah, at what yeah, she, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's that big of a deal that Lizzo is is in existence right now and has popular songs and stuff like that. What people are missing is the death of our stars, our real stars, so and our heroes. So when somebody like Mel Gibson, who has, you know, shaped the nation with his movies, his films, his his directing ability, all of a sudden now he's a cocaine addict and he's spouting off against Jews and he's just been completely ruined in the media's eyes. We don't have a hero. And so now what you see is like the rise of Channing Tatum in place of somebody like Mel Gibson. And you're seeing the the, the loss of stardom from somebody like uh, uh, Britney Spears, who's now, again, they're killing off our real stars. And well, she sense, also just had a bunch of mental problems too. Sure, sure she did. But now what you're seeing is that she's like a meth addict. She's trapped in the house. Just watching her videos now on Instagram just give me the biggest creeps in the world. It's like it's like actually scary to look at her. Michael Jackson, another one. It, the, these these are people that were looked at as our kings and queens. And what you're seeing is the death of that lady die. Um, you're seeing the death of those celebrities and the rising of somebody like Lizzo, the rising of somebody like Cardi B in place of that. And that's what's really bothering people on a spiritual and fundamental level and they don't even know it well Britney Spears also promoted culture degeneracy too when she was performing yeah I mean the, I'm talking about like the idea of Britney when she first came out and and really first rose to stardom you know she was a talented broad beautiful clean cut for the most she was part like 15 years old though you were they were like sec that was like overt that was like overtly sexualizing kids like yeah, you had a yeah 16 year old I, I didn't have the biggest problem with that or even like oops I did it again like uh, well no well, like, well she's the first one she was 16 years old when that song came out and I'm sure. like bro we got people like Alex Rose and they're catching motherfuckers that try to fuck chicks like that yeah yeah, and I'm that was normalized and mainstreamed. Yeah, but as far as like what little girls looked up to with Britney Spears, they didn't look up to being a slut whore and trying to like pop their ass on a fucking uh, uh, stripper pole like Cardi B. There was some sort of wholesome values that's that true. went okay, that went true. with Britney Spears and her stardom was like people were like, oh, I want to sing one day like Britney Spears. Like little girls worshipped her. Now, wh who is who is in Britney Spears's place right now? Who would you say? Mm. The answer is fuck all, no one. There's nobody there. So Who's that's what Britney I'm saying. Spears what you place. have is Cardi yeah. B. What you have is Nicki Minaj. What you have is Cardi uh, uh, Lizzo. What you have is a bunch of deplorable. Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Ariana Grande would be the closest one, I would say. But Ariana Grande does stuff that is so far fucking from wholesome, it's not even funny. And she does songs with Travis Scott. She does songs with all of these other deplorable artists who have a deplorable message. When Britney Spears was first coming up, like there was nothing like that. You know, she wasn't like, you know, the, the closest thing she would do was like a song with like Nelly or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like whatever it, happened to Travis Scott ever since that concert? Uh, I think I just saw that like 40 people were hospitalized at his latest concert. It was like the other day. Yeah. When he never got canceled. Yeah. He still got his deal. He's still yeah. making his millions. Yeah, he's he's, still in, doing his he's in with one of the biggest satanic families in Hollywood, though. Really? Kardashians. Oh, yeah. He's with Chloe uh, yep. now, right? Yep. That is also weird that every person who dates a Kardashian winds up getting ruined. Yeah. Travis Barker's uh, with uh, what's her face right now from the Kardashians. God save God save his soul. Travis is a good dude, man. They ruin these people. Lamar Odom became a full blown drug addict. Yeah, dude, I saw Lamar Odom walk into a fucking nightclub in Hollywood, cracked out of his mind, and I was like, all right, there's no conspiracies here. That motherfucker's on. <laughs> that motherfucker's right there is not real. <laughs>
Bro, you think that chick... Do you believe the story about that chick? Not at all. Not at all. I that she was just like mad about a self. I don't believe that. Bu- yeah, I don't believe that at all. After three weeks of wondering, finding who this chick was, we it's got AirPods. fucking AirPods, bro, and alcohol. I don't believe that in any no. capacity. This is my favorite part of how America works. Like, I, you know, prominent uh, uh, people that I follow just posted like, "Oh well, you know, we found out about the AirPods. That's disappointing." And in my head, I'm like, "Really? Like, you actually believe?" that that was the the basis of that story. The girl got up and turned around and said that person is not real. How does that correlate to sh- her missing her AirPods? How does that make sense to you? It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. It makes me believe the lizard narrative more actually. Exactly. Like 100%. It actually makes me think maybe maybe that's actually true. 100%. <laughs> maybe something is up. Um couldn't even didn't have to be a lizard. It could have been you know, one of the fucking 12 alien races, man. It could have been a gray, it could have been fucking a nephilim, who knows, you know? Could have been anything. Well, that's what AI—that's what alien. That's what an alien is. It's something that you create that's foreign and different. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and AI is alien. Yeah. And if we have technology that's that that is more advanced that that is uh, way more advanced beyond our comprehension that we're not sharing with the public, um, AI could always be the use of AI could also be used to create an image of an alien oh yeah no this ai thing that's taken you know over what I mean? right like, now like ai could also it's be used. scary like, man if you see aliens all of a sudden start invading like i noticed that they're do you feel like they're priming us for an alien invasion with all the ufo stuff yeah and it's, and it's just and, and like we're just not taking the bait and we don't care so it's just not going to be a thing yeah i think that the um what is it operation blue fucking no project uh, blue project blue beam Pierre i think that that's um, very possible yeah he was a canadian scientist i think and then he f- was found run over like on a train on train tracks because yeah. he was exposing how the government was going to use um holographic imaging technology to stage a fake alien invasion to create to help perpetuate the creation of a one world global government yeah 100 percent um i'll go back to my guy phil schneider who talked about you know underground deep underground military bases and and having a war at the dulce new mexico base with aliens and this guy was on stage with four melted fingers talking about how he worked on projects underneath the ground with the government and says that there's aliens down there and there was there was a war down there and he said and i'm talking dead serious and then phil schneider you know gets they found him dead strangled by a a piano wire and you're like well how could you not believe what he was saying so and that's one of the things that he said so they might be ai they might be ai uh, concoctions that we created it, it could be. He was saying that they were physical, like reptilian and gray aliens. He was yeah, talking about all these races we, we and stuff. We have technology that we don't even know about. And it's it's not entirely outside the scope of possibility that we're just creating these creatures. Like manifesting? Or what do you mean? Like we're creating them in laboratories where you Oh, were, sure. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. Like we're just building them. No, I think, are, I think that that bear technology to build that. I think that bear in that fucking Japanese zoo or whatever. I think that that's a splice. You saw this bear? No, who, I did not. You didn't see the bear? No. I did oh, not this bear's bear. going viral right now because he looks so human. And they're like, "What's going on with these bears?" He's literally like talking on his cell phone. He's like doing his taxes. He's playing NFL fucking fantasy. He looks so human. It's not even funny. It's a bear. Yeah, and so everyone's like, "I don't think that that bear's real. It's a human in a bear suit." And in my head, I'm like, "Why is th- the bear doing taxes?" No, nah, I, mean, I was making a joke just to emphasize right. how human-like he was. Okay. Being. <laughs> 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 he wasn't actually setting his roster for his NFL fantasy draft. That'd be hilarious. That was. Yeah, it would be. But uh, no, he's so human-like, and uh, and people are talking about it right now. But I think it's a splice. You know, I think that you know human splicing with animals is another thing that's happening in deep underground military bases. Well, that's been happening just in general 
you know, like you have Japanese scientific journals that are credible that are talking about this, and they've been talking about it for years. Yeah. And then when Alex Jones talks about the chimeras, everybody laughs at him and thinks he's crazy. I'm like, no, totally. Even animal hybrids are real. And there was that movie, Sorry to Bother You. I don't. I don't think I've seen that. <clears throat> you should watch that movie. What, what is it about? Um, it was this guy Boots Ridley made it, and it was uh, a really good independent film. This guy was um, working at a call center, okay, and then eventually got promoted to power caller. And there's a thing called worry-free living, okay, which is basically like, oh, we can't pay your bills, but you can go live in this facility where all your meals are taken care of forever. But you just got to sign a lifetime con- a labor contract, okay. It's like basically prison, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. And so, eventually, they were like the the CEO of the company was um, was create what was like giving these people injections because they have no consent anymore because they have okay. no rights. That we're turning them into half horse, half human to increase our labor. Ah, output. interesting. It's called sorry to sorry to bother you. Okay, to watch watch it. it. It was so good. Um, and so I'm like, oh, just like the chimeras. But you yeah, know, you bring that up to sure. your girl, and she's looking at you like you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at you like you're totally insane. I'm just like, That's okay, Alex. I believe you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm still waiting for like a bald guy to fucking pull up to that chair and just sit down and start talking to Wolverine. Dude, a man, he starts lifting the pedicab with his mind. That'd be fucking <laughs> wild. That'd be the coolest shit. This literally has an X on the back of it. I'm like, who? who, who, who? So how did you feel like, how did you wind up like walking away from like the mainstream um, Hollywood? Like, how did that happen? Well, like, it's funny. Like, yeah, most people don't do that. Yeah, man, I'd like to take full credit for walking away, but I'll just keep it really real with you. Like, they walked away from me in a big part, too, because of the music that I started making. So, like, I guess that was my decision initially to walk away by creating this kind of music. Um, but I was still down to get some of the money, man. I was like, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, I started making like, you know, pro Trump songs and conspiracy theorist songs. Like I got a song called tinfoil hat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm still signed. You're still signed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like breach of contract or anything like that. They're still just letting you like, no, no, it was, it was like a breach of promotion from them. They weren't going to promote anything I did. They weren't going to talk about anything I did. And I was getting promoted with like Justin Bieber, Travis Scott. Um, I was getting promoted with, uh, big Sean and like all these other artists. And, uh, I was actually planning a tour with a, a, a lot of these other artists. And in the midst of that COVID happened, um, they shut down my studio at Jim Henson Studios. That was a big part of me trying to stop me from creating music. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and in that time, and I just uh, started, you know, I built a studio at my house, started making a bunch of uh, pro-Trump songs, pro-Republican, pro-conservative values music. And did you always have that, or did you feel like you had to kind of hide that while you were in Hollywood? My plan, once I saw what these people were doing, was always to talk about it. But I really thought I was going to have enough from them as far as a fan base and money to be able to do it in a, in a way that might have gotten me sacrificed or, you know, just gotten my message out to a lot more people. So the way that I had to do it was a shock to me. And I had to build my fan base kind of from the ground up and to where, to where it's at, to, to what it is right now, which is incredible. And I'm super, super humbled by it and grateful. But I did it my fucking self. You know, like nobody helped me. It was, you know, it was me against the world. But so how old are you? I, I'm 35. Well, yeah. So th- don't they sacrifice you when you're like 27? Like that's like the 27. Man, club, one, so you're like my 27th birthday. I was like, fuck, dude, I made it. They're not. They're not choosing me. Thank God. But is it the whole year? <laughs> is it your 28th birthday or like all? I mean, when I turned 27, I was like, I can't believe I made it. Like honestly, because that was like, you know, in in the do in the other shit. celebrities like actually buy into this stuff or do they like? Did you other celebrities ever talk about this or other artists ever talk about this stuff like amongst themselves? Oh, 100%. Like, by themselves? 100%. A lot of them know that they have to keep bringing it up in order for a, it's a marketing tactic at this point. Like the Illuminati became a household name in like, you know, 2000. They, they openly talk about it now just to sell records. So it's like 100%. 
Yeah. 100%. They know. Do they believe it? That's the question. Do they actually believe it? It's hard to say what somebody believes and what they don't, but they know that they're going to make more money if they act as if. They're in the Illuminati. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And when you act and you say you are, you're also saying that you are. And you're promoting their values. Yes. And you're promoting the Illuminati just by saying it. doesn't matter. It's scary. It's a very weird, like, cycle. It's scary with some people because you really don't know whether or not they're in or if they just try to, like, sell more records by talking about it or or what the deal is. Like, you can never know what somebody does in a smoke-filled back room, Um, you know. So it's But if they keep talking about it, eventually they will get approached and they have to join. Yeah. That's kind of what it is, right? Sure. If you say it enough. Bro, you're kind of in. Like, you don't have a choice. Like, you already made that deci- You already made that decision openly by saying, "I'm I'm a member." So if you go in there, um, you can't say no because if you say no, they will sacrifice. That that's that's th- those are the people who get sacrificed. I think the people who um talk about who 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 use the symbols and like pretend to be part of that group, and and then when they are told, "Hey, guess what, man? Like, we want you to do this, and like we're gonna let you in on something. How do you feel about this?" And they kind of throw out the feelers. And they say, if they say yes, you're good, you're in, right? But I'm hypothesizing, I'm hypothesizing, right? Like, but if you say no, hey man, I'm 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 good on that, man. I wasn't like serious. I was kind of playing, yeah, you know. No. Then they'll sacrifice. That's when they'll sacrifice. I mean, these you. are big money deals that you know happen with a lot of validity behind them. So it's not really like somebody can just back out. At the end of the day, when when somebody gets their check, they get their money, and their conscience kind of rolls into play. That's when you see people getting sacrificed because they're going against their promise. They're going against their oath, and a lot of people mm. do that. Like you know, Robin Williams is one of those people. He he made a lot of money from Hollywood and decided he wanted to be a good person. And he didn't want to fuck around with kids, and he wanted to out Steven Spielberg, who made. A a lot of his movies and was behind you know movies like hook and stuff like that and so he saw some stuff behind the scenes he started talking and they capped him but well, they said he committed suicide yeah of course but if you if you look at the movie um that he did right before he it was it was like three or four years before his suicide he dies in the exact same way they say it was from a belt hanging um a hanging with a belt he does that in this movie um this movie that he made forget the name of it but so, like, yeah, they and that's them choosing one of his films and recreating it and, and lying to the public. And you think that he knew about? Did he have any idea that that could have happened to him? I'm sure he knew. Yeah, I, I think Michael knew. You know, um, I think a lot of people knew what was going to happen. But that that's that's why they're brave soldiers, and those are our real kings and queens. They should really be looked at as heroes. What about Juice World? I uh, mean, I think that nigga just popped too many pills at an airport like an so idiot. So he wasn't sad. He didn't get sad. Nah, no, nah, man. I don't think so. No, he was just an Not idiot. that much influence. He hadn't really done, you know what I mean? Like, people knew him. They liked his music, but. I liked his music. Yeah, he worked with Eminem, who a lot of people say is a clone, and, and you know. I don't know about that. A lot of people say that. But no. he's never getting sacrificed because he's he's playing, he's towing the, he's going with the agenda yeah, 100%, 100%. Totally. He is just going to do whatever whatever it takes to get that bag. 100%. Same with Dr. Dre. Yeah, and look same at, with Jay Z. Look at all of the appearances, you know, Eminem featuring Satan that he's had on his albums. You know, I mean, he literally has songs where he's just talking to the devil. It's like oh, yeah. that stuff I happens. That stuff. Yeah. that stuff happens when you get into this fucking movement. So what? Hundred percent, man. What do you mean, like? It's it's a occult influence that happens to you. It well, ha- like you take DMT and you see the elves or something. No, like that, I, I mean like- I mean in the sense where like you know the record labels like, well, hey, I got a good idea. You know what I mean? Like you get pinpoints of stuff that you should talk about on your albums from okay. the top. Oh, they tell. Okay, so yeah. they tell them what to yeah, do. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. And so that that's what happened with Eminem again, realizing real talent and saying, oh, I like that. Let me put money behind it and and dictate how it's going to go. It's the same thing with fucking BLM and the LGBTQ community. What about right like now. Snoop Dogg? Because Snoop Dogg seems like he's pretty like kind of chill. 
chilled out right now. Yeah. Or Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa now is just all about working out and doing Muay Thai and training. Yeah, Snoop is an interesting character. Um, Wiz Khalifa, I, I really couldn't speak on because he had a lot of success. And like that Black and Yellow song was like the number I remixed, one song. You know that I remixed that song for oh, my Biden you? song? Oh, really? I think I sent it to you, but I'll, I'll play it for you again. I'll show I, don't, you. I don't remember it. Um, but it's yeah. Like, Joe Biden molest kids. He's a pedo. Oh, he's that's a pedo. awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll show, okay. He, um, he had a lot of success, and then he kind of went away. And that's what you see with a lot of these artists is that they'll have a lot of success, and then they'll go away. And you're like, well, that person wasn't willing to you know, sacrifice or fucking do really what they needed to do to stay in the limelight. Yeah, that is true. I mean, Wiz Khalifa hasn't really been producing. Um, he has not been producing new stuff at all. Yeah, he has not. He really hasn't been producing anything. Well, I mean, he has. He had peace and love and some stuff, and he's still getting like a lot of love on Instagram. Yeah, I just think that once you you know make it to that kind of level that Wiz Khalifa had that kind of success, all of a sudden he's you know. He should have been, you know, having like consistent success. And I think that, you know, he probably was just like, man, I just kind of want to smoke weed, chill with my girl, fuck bitches, and not sacrifice kids. Well, this potentially, right? Yeah. I am. You right? Yeah. But he also just rapped about smoking weed. Like, he didn't really rap about like terrible satan satanic stuff anyway. That's true. Like, he just, it was, like, very catchy and pop, like, most, more often than not, and it was just, like, to hype up people to play sports, and that's kind of it, so he never really was involved with all that crazy bullshit anyway. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, man, it depends on the artist, it depends on the label that they're signed to, how far they're going to go, how far they're going to take it, but, um, you know, I think that when you see somebody, like I said, who's been on that blood-stained carpet, red carpet, you know, 15, 20 times, getting their 30th Grammy and shit... You kind of know. You kind of know that, yeah, that, that this is what you've consented to, to be a part of, and uh, well, especially when they become politically active, and they're just becoming activists and puppets for the establishment. It's like 100%, we know what 100%, you're about. Like, yeah, we, you're on the next level of that fucking Illuminati. Yeah, totally. You're on that next level, like, like Jay Z, he's up there. I mean, that without saying, like, you know, that's a name you don't even have to put into the conversation. Like, well, there was a, one, of, one of his songs was like Obama on the text. You know, you already know what I'm going to yep, do. Like, I'm like, yep. what, 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 what are you going to do next, Jay Z? You know, like, yeah. What? I mean, when you're talking about rappers who are talking about having political power like that, it's they're they're outing themselves. You don't even need to expose them; they're exposing themselves. You know, it's obvious. Yeah, they got to flex. A hundred percent. And also, when they do that, you are encouraging. They are role models for kids, and you are encouraging the next generation of people to follow in those footsteps. And when you have people who are hip-hop, I feel like it's mostly in hip-hop too. Sure. Like, why is hip-hop like such a hotbed for like cultural degeneracy? Um, well, because it's a degenerate genre. So you kind of have the ability to use, and a lot of them come from really, really poor projects and stuff like that to where they can be manipulated like that. Like sometimes you'll have a pop artist and you're like, I can't manipulate this girl. She's from the country. She's got country money. Her dad owns a bunch of fucking sawmills and she doesn't even need our money. She just wants to be famous. So they can't really manipulate that kind of person. Um, that's why country music, if you look at it, it's like there's not that many Illuminati country artists because- well, a lot it's getting of, really woke now. Yeah, it's getting like woke. Boycott CMT. That's why we're. Uh, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But at the end of the day, it's that's not the genre for Illuminati. You know what I mean? Um, fucking, re you don't have to look into Reba McIntyre's history or Leanne Rhymes or any of these. You know, Garth Brooks and his symbolism, because a lot of these people come from money and they don't need to be bought. 
But hip hop, you know, you have people like Fetty Wap, who's from one of the most deplorable, worst uh, towns in New Jersey. It was just right near my house. Um, so it's that's somebody who can be bought. And Fetty Wap was so broke that now he's in jail for uh, drug dealing after that song went fucking number one in the world. He had all that success and couldn't make anything of it. So. Was it because he wasn't getting because he got cheated out of royalties, or because I'm, he was just that stupid I'm that he shocked. just blew his money? When it comes to F- Fetty Wap, makes me believe that they're not like bringing people into the Illuminati anymore. Because I'm like, this nigga had one eye. How did he not become your poster boy for the Illuminati? Like, <laughs> just I'm, he shocks me. I'm just like, how did how did this not happen? So I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of rappers um, have an illusion of being wealthy while they're still broke. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, you could expose rappers all day for, like, fake shit. Like, there was a Jermaine Dupri segment years ago, how rappers go broke, and it's like, here's a million dollars, and now you got nothing in, like, yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, And Jermaine Dupri is, you know, I, 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 won't, I won't talk too much about Jermaine, but I know Jermaine, and he is, uh, I'll just say he's a big part of the problem Okay. in Hollywood. Uh, back to what I was saying about the older cats. So Jermaine Dupri was on fucking Bling Bling with Lil Wayne in like fucking 2001 or some shit. He's been around. He's been around the block. Well, yeah. I mean, there's also like a, you know, I I read some, I don't know if it's true, but I read this this, Facebook Reddit uh, post Mm. about how um, in like the early 90s, a bunch of record executives were sitting down at like a roundtable meeting and um, a couple of executives came in from these private prisons Oh wow! And they said that like now we're in inve- we made some sizable investments in the in these private prisons and now we would like we you know we want to promote this kind of music. Crazy. And they made them sign like an NDA that they couldn't say anything about it. And then like this happened right in like 1990, and then all of a sudden gangster rap just mushrooms. Yeah, it's a it's a profitable genre, man. At the end of the day, like you know you have. You have inner city kids who were never going to, you know. It's the easiest generation to manipulate. Exactly. That's the problem. Exactly. Inner city black kids from the ghetto. 100%. Who um, were systematically designed to be raised in fa- fatherless homes and shit like that. Easiest people to manipulate. Yeah. And, and you know what's kind of crazy is that, like, the whole cultural degeneracy that you're seeing right now, like, you know, now you're seeing in the suburbs where Sprinkles is a drag queen is performing and twerking for your kids. Yeah. They beta tested that on black kids in the hood. That's what 100%. I think. I think they. I think that. That's who they baited. They baited test all the all this stuff on those people, and, yeah. and that, that's that's what it looks like, right? It's one of those genres where these stars mirror their fans in the sense to where it's like it's a it's a poor inner city black kid who makes it, you know, and rises from rags to riches, and then you have poor inner city black kids who listen to that artist and think that they can do the same thing. So there's a mirroring that's happening there that's really conducive to the 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 goal of the Illuminati. Well, yeah, and it creates a perpetual underclass. It per- creates a perpetual perpetual class that's always oppressed, um, and it fuels tension. Um, it fuels class tension, and, and, and it fuels a bunch of racial tension, and it helps to expedite division. And then uh, you know this is happening while the Davos class is more united than ever, and I think people gotta kind of un- understand what's what's going on. A hundred percent. Gotta understand the deeper picture. A hundred percent. Before we go, yeah. How do you feel about the presidential election? I think it's Trump 2024, baby. You're Trump? Yeah, man. I'm, kind of, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I don't, I don't want to... Uh... 47, bro. You're, you're, you're with 47, you're with bro. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm kind of feeling DeSantis. DeSantis ain't going to win shit, well, maybe, man. Maybe, maybe, but like... He should have right. waited until 2028. Okay, but like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I like DeSantis. I, I, like, I think he's a I great like governor. Trump too. I like Trump, too, right? I just feel as though um, if DeSantis governed Florida, if DeSantis managed the United States... 
the way he governed Florida, yeah, we would still have a United States. Whereas, like what we saw in 2020, Trump got steamrolled. Yeah, by the he got steamrolled by these people, mm. and you had DeSantis that actively stood up to these people when nobody else was doing it. And you know, if you're going to be doing that as a governor of Florida with no support around you. Yeah, it's not the end of the world DeSantis wins, but at the end of the day, he's a great governor. He's not ready to be president. Should have waited until 2028 to start talking. And then he disrespected Trump, which a lot of Republican voters are not going to— Are gonna, pissed about? Yeah, they're but not going like, to like it. Didn't Trump start disrespecting DeSantis like right after like November? Because I felt like Man, it felt like, you, Tr- like DeSantis nah, wasn't saying shit about nah, Trump. And then if you look, Trump, Trump only responds, bro. He's like, "Don't start none, won't be none." Really? The moment you say you something, so? the moment you say something, Trump shows up like a boss and and destroys you. But he doesn't start it. Why would he? Uh, if you feel threatened by somebody, I don't and- think he's threatened by anybody. That's what I like about Trump is that he knows he's like the big line. He's like Mufasa, bro. He shows up on Pride Rock. He's like, all I see is a bunch of bitch ass Simbas and scars. Well, he's a he's a master persuader. I agree. He is a master persuader. I agree. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like I'm, a, I'm all pro Trump. I'll be honest with you because I think he's the best candidate. But I don't believe in elections. I think they're all rigged. I don't believe that the presidents even decide what's going on. I'm a full blown conspiracy theorist. At the end of the day, I think I, I, agree I think with you. reptilians are running this country and they're drinking fucking blood in the back rooms, and that's what's really going on. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that, Nick. I'm just happy to be I'm on a podcast going, where I can say that. Yeah, I'm going Thank to second. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll second that. Um, holy shit. All right. I, I want to talk more about the Trump-DeSantis thing, but we're kind of out of time. Okay. Nick, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. Check me out on every social. It's at Nick Natoli, N-I-C-K-N-I-T-T-O-L-I. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm on everything. Instagram, Twitter, fucking Truth Social, you name it. I'm excited, Nick. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks really so much for appreciate having me, man. it. You Pleasure. Know, one last thing: the, the whole Trump DeSantis beef, though, is fucking retarded because both of them are pretty qualified. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's not, retarded. It's not the end of the world if DeSantis wins. At the end of the day, man. But I just think like Trump shows up like a motherfucking boss, bro. He shows. Do you think up, he's gonna debate? Do you think he'll show up to the debates? I just think he shows up like he just fucked your main bitch and he doesn't care. And I love that about him. He's got such a bravado, and he's just like, you know what? Like nobody's gonna trump Trump, bro. Hey, vaccine salesman of the year, Nick. Here's you know what I'll yeah, say. Vaccine salesman of the year. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that's yeah. the only. That's yeah, I have a song right now. Self, shameless self-promotion. I got a new song dropping about Trump. It's called Trump Was Right. And in the hook, I say Trump was right about this. Trump was right about that. Trump was right about everything except maybe the vax. I don't agree with the fucking Mark of the Beast, and I never will, bro. He also didn't pardon Snowden, didn't pardon Assange. A lot of that shit also. Yeah, Snowden's a bitch, man. I don't really what? know that. <laughs> what? Come on. He's the one who literally exposed the government's no, fucking no. spying on it. Yeah. I love Snowden. Yeah, I love Snowden. I'm just fucking around. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's like, who told you that? Because he didn't pardon him. He had a chance to pardon people towards the end of his presidency. And I know, I know, but where'd you? Who told you? Was it them? Don't trust anything they say. It's a perfect cliffhanger. <laughs> also, my friend is getting sued by Joe Biden for driving one of the truck, one of the Trump trucks. Oh, where? Ra- yeah. Oh, wow. And like when I did my episode with her like a year ago, maybe things changed. She said that the Trump team didn't like do anything to offer. You should, you should jump in Forgiato's Trump truck, bro. Nobody's gonna sue you for that. Yo, facts. That shit is fat fire. Have you seen that thing? No, I the Trump mobile, the, ma- the Maga mobile. Bro, I want to see it. I want to see it. Fire, bro. Fire. All right, Nick. Cool. So much fun. Pleasure. Love man. it. Anytime. All right.